0: Hi, I'm Stephanie Lauren, your host of the Think You podcast. I'm a mindset facilitator, self-doubt, and relationship coach, taking you on a journey of inner growth and emotional mastery, where we dive deep and shift your focus onto things that actually matter. Self-love and abundance are easily available to us when we learn to fully trust ourselves, our journey, and our power. Each episode aims to bring you to the leading edge of thought, deepen your understanding of who you really are, and give you unconventional perspectives that inspire you to be the best version of you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode where I have the lovely Ash Bell here, who is a sound healer or sound alchemist. And we actually met naked. (laughs) Are you going to start with that story? Yeah, I'm going to start with that <laughs> story. Start. We met Let's naked. I know. No, because our story of <laughs> meeting, I love magical manifesting weird <laughs> stories. So Ash and I met at a nude yoga in just south of Melbourne. In, was it in South Melbourne or St Kilda? St Kilda. we were paired, like paired. We actually were in like this semicircle. There was probably like 18 women, would you say? Like 20, 20 yeah, of us there? Yeah, that, that. And yeah, we sat next to each other and we did like this really beautiful women's circle hosted by Rosie Reese. And we, that was all fine. Like that happened. We didn't really stay in touch after that, but we didn't even have each other's contact details. Like (laughs) I just remember you were next to me and like you don't really remember naked bodies as such, but don't like me? I just I remember stories. So, I, I know, I'm like, this is the first time coming out of my face. So um so then I started my massage job after I left my corporate role in the city at St. Kilda Clinic called Stable Massage. And you walked out of your healing space where you do sound healing there. And We both, like, looked at each other and it was that, like, weird, are you the girl who sat next to me in nude yoga? Is this what's (laughs) going on right here? I've seen you. I don't recognize you because you have clothes. Yeah, I do. (laughs) But you look familiar. You look familiar. And that's kind of where we were like, oh, this is really cool. You're an energy healer too. And we stayed in touch then. But Ash has just, she's introduced me to the world of vibrational healing and how potent that is and you were my first in-person sound healer that I'd met and then after you I just as the spiritual journey takes you on this wonderful meeting of all these beautiful healers (laughs) sound became really paramount in my healing journey so I thought why not get you on speak your magic introduce the world to what it is you do and yeah, I thought maybe like, let's start a bit about you and your story and how you like fell into sound. I love this. Hi. Thank you. Yes.
1: Um, for anyone listening, I just want to put it out that that we are wearing clothes today and we haven't had any additional naked encounters. Hey, don't never say never. But yes, what an amazing journey. Feels like ages ago now since we met. Yeah. Keep crossing paths in different ways. Mm. For sure. So thank you for having me on. Nice.
0: So. Our pleasure. <laughs> I know. What an introduction. We met nationally. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Ash, I'll leave it to you. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Here I am. Yes. So I'm Ash Bell.
1: And. I'm a sound healer. I like how you said sound alchemist. That's a great word. So I'm I'm thinking about taking that on. I'm also a Reiki master, a social worker, have a background in social work, and I am a cacao ceremony facilitator. So I work with lots of different modalities, bring them together, support people individually and in groups, like mind, body, spirit work. So that's kind of the gist of it. Um, Your question, how did I fall into sound healing? Great question. Interesting journey. So I actually never set out to be a practitioner, which is so funny because here I am now and I'm like loving life and it feels so like normal and true to my soul. But I first came across Sound as a healing modality when I was twenty-one, so nearly ten years ago now, and I was super anxious. I was really depressed at the time. I was, I was having my healer that I met at this time said I was having a nervous breakdown at twenty-one, which is like hardcore. Some people like that are older would be like, "Oh yeah, sure," but like. I was going through some shit. And the reason that stuff was coming up was because I had cancer when I was young. And after I'd healed physically, there was a lot of stuff that was suppressed. Like once I finished treatment, no one spoke of my illness. It was kind of like go out and be a normal person in the world. So like years of like stuff, just getting like pushed down at like in my teens, at 21, i Popped Like it was like, I have no choice now, but to like deal with some stuff. And because I was having such a hard time, this healer that I came across was using the Tibetan singing bowls. And the reason it resonated so much for me was because it was a way to bring me into my body. I was living, like I was numb, like a, well, I mean, I was having a hard time, but I couldn't be in my body. Like it was hard for me to feel. Like I wasn't happy, I was really flat. It was just this like awful, like yuck feeling that I was sitting in constantly. And so the vibration and the sound was a way to help me feel things, but it also was soothing for my anxiety and stress and gave me some respite, ability to relax and shift some of that really heavy energy that I was holding on to.
0: Mm. That's so fascinating. And with the sound as a vibrational form of healing, do you just want to explain more on how sound actually sheds this, you know, negative vibe and energies, how that works?
1: Yeah. So, so, well, everything's energy. We know that. Everything Mm -hmm. vibrates. And uh, also our bodies are made up of water. So we've got this these tools, and I keep referring to the dependency bowls because that's like my main tool, but there's a vibration that comes, comes out of them, which resonates into the body. So it creates these vibrational waves, which impact our, the water in our body, but also can penetrate our brain as well. So it actually can shift our brain waves into a state of relaxation and also helps soothe the nervous system. So it's something that you hear and feel like experience it. I'm trying mm. to say this in like really simple. No, ways. no, no, it's great. Okay. I, I always hear say,
0: it. yeah, like sound, everything is sound yeah. because everything is energy and matter and there's solid things which are made of like matter. We've got live matter and which is like, you know, animals, plants, us. And then we just got matter, which is like a table. And energy is like everything in between, which is either oxygen or the space in between things is heat, like that everything has a temperature. But if you zoom in microscopically, everything vibrates, as you said, and everything magnetically attracts to each other. And there is a pull. and everything that vibrates has a sound, even if our human eardrum can't hear it. And that means that these sounds, what our bodies, our physical bodies are responding to. So our senses in the body of sight, smell, touch, taste, all of it are sensing our outer world vibrating. And then we interpret that. And those, that interpretation becomes our inner dialogue, which are our thoughts. That's where our thoughts come from. And these thoughts are actually tuning into these vibrations as a radio would, and that creates our mindset. And these mindsets of, you know, like how there's negative thoughts, positive thoughts, and, you know, a negative mindset, positive mindset is just frequency and just the frequency at which and what creates a frequency is the wave of sound and the, the ripple, like in the distance in between each wave, like a higher frequency and then a lower frequency is a longer wave. Is that how it works with sound? <laughs> I love how you summed I don't, up. I <laughs> don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like this is how I'm explaining it. So it's like the longer, in between each sound wave, the lower the vibration and the more physical matter it can be. And that's what physically manifests. So the more you actually understand sound, you understand that sound is the language of the universe. So that's how, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty like mind boggling
1: when you think about it, but then it also makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And I like i like to break it down into ways that people just get like straight away i mean like how you've explained it is incredible and like anyone with a sciencey brain that's like yes but like think about if you like listen to a song that ha- it has the ability to shift your vibration your frequency make you feel really good make you feel really happy mm. versus a song that like triggers like a sad emotion like that's that's all part of like the experience of frequency and sound and how things can shift and change.
0: And
1: I don't necessarily look at the vibration as like good or bad. It's just whether it's like high or low, like it's just, yes. No, that's a
0: good note. Cause I I feel the same. Like there's no such thing as good and bad because again, that's Mm. what we give meaning to it.
1: Yeah. It's so easy to say that, but it's like, things can change. So you Mm -hmm. just recognize what it is and It can shift.
0: Yeah. Mm. Cool. No, it's so cool. And your story is so phenomenal. And going back to, like you said, when you, I look at our experience with death, just fear of dying and death and the shock that that does to our whole nervous system. And our nervous system is made up of all these senses. And when we're overloaded with so much emotion to process our like the stages of grief, like we go into shock and in that shock stage, we shelf a lot of the pain in our Mm -hmm. unconscious or subconscious. And that is our baggage essentially. Like, you know, when you're like, I don't want to date a guy with baggage or a woman with baggage. like our baggage is our unprocessed grief and trauma, right?
1: Everyone's got it. Everyone's got a backpack. Everyone has a backpack. Everyone everyone is carrying something. There's stuff that we ignore and don't want to look at. And sometimes we don't have a choice because it will come to the surface if we're triggered by something. But yes.
0: yeah, And like you said, we all have a backpack. (laughs) Yeah, we all have a backpack. And sometimes that backpack, just the zipper breaks and it falls everywhere onto everyone (laughs) around us. (laughs) And we have to do some work on that. And I suppose, like, that's why I find sound such a beautiful... I actually find it the most underestimated healing tool that is readily available because, like you said, there's so with healers and finding different healers, like whether it be a psychologist, for example, like talk therapy, that's great. But in order to process emotion with a psychologist through talk therapy or just talk therapy in general, you have to like consciously understand and Mm -hmm. be able to articulate how you feel. But emotions are like 97% illogical and we don't have the ability to articulate the complexities of, in order to move emotion, it doesn't mean we have to give a meaning of what we think is going on in the external world and how we should interpret it as good or bad. Like you said, I think, I think our conscious, like that veil, I don't know if you've heard of the veil that Joe Dispenza talks about. I look at that as like a limit for us to actually shed this backpack. If we try so hard to articulate and actually intellectually understand our emotions. Whereas if we can find healers or energy healers that can just move it through sound, through Reiki, through all these Mm. beautiful practices in a way where we don't have to sit there and think about how we feel, but just feel better. Like, Mm. you know, like you said, a, a song like can change our whole mood and sound like your Tibetan sound bowls that you have are all, are they all set to obviously a different frequency for each energy center in the body? Right.
1: Yeah. 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 The ones that I've had specifically chosen and especially because of the work that I do and the depth of the healing specifically chosen to resonate with each of the chakras energy centers. And then I also have a bowl that resonates with all seven. It's pretty epic.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So what like is that a frequency? Like does the bowl have a frequency?
1: Yeah, or- like well it's able and depending on how you play it, yeah, it can be like higher or lower depending on what chakra you want to cool. penetrate. So having the combination
0: of all of them is pretty powerful. That's it's pretty so powerful. No, that's so insane. I um Yeah, no, I think everything you, everything you do is so magical. And like I, you do regular lives on her Instagram. I'll throw that all in the show notes and your Facebook page, but you also have an upcoming course that you're introducing for people that are interested in becoming sound alchemists or healers. (laughs) Um, So did you want to talk more about that and how you actually fell into being a facilitator in that as well?
1: Yeah. So, oh, yeah, over the years, I've done like more study and certifications and kind of just able to gain more knowledge to be able to step into a position of being a practitioner. But then alongside of that, I've had. A lot of nudges to step up to be a teacher. <laughs> Again, I'll tell you my story. I just fumble into things. <laughs> it's not until someone's like, okay, you're teaching now that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I have these skills and abilities. Yes. So I've taught, I've done a few courses. I mean, COVID's like changed things a little bit, but I do teach practitioners how to incorporate sound healing into their practices. So, for practitioners, anyone who's like a meditation teacher, Reiki practitioner, yoga teacher, massage therapist, how to incorporate sound, but also for anyone who just wants to know how to use sound for their own practice. I mean, as I mentioned, a big part of my journey is using sound for me. Like, I collected singing bowls for years and just played them for myself. So, that it's also really powerful to know how to play the bowls and how to feel them and read them and understand the energy behind it, which is really cool. I will say this, and I think it's important to know, like I'm a very intuitive, sensitive being. I'm not musically trained. <laughs> it's really important to let people know that. Yeah. So my... My gifts and my power comes from feeling. I navigate the world through vibration, through feeling. Mm -hmm. I hear it as well. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the energetic practices behind the sound healing that I do and the training that I've had is based on energy and feeling rather than learning notes and yeah, no. Looking and at music
0: is, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's so incredible, but I feel like feelings are where the magic happens, you know, and I, there's a difference between knowing something from an intellectual standpoint and, you know, you could, you could be the best singer from an intellectual standpoint of like hitting all those keys, but if you sing with no soul, or like Mm. feeling or emphasis behind it. If you don't have a why, which is just an intention, then you're not, you kind of just scratching the surface in what you do. So I Mm. feel like, yeah, well it comes across in even online, like everything you post, you can tell that you really, really care about what you do and that's what makes you the guru in your field or in your lane, (laughs) you know? And, um, it's really nice to watch as well. You navigate your way through just creatively expressing yourself like you, you've you dipped now into doing cacao ceremonies. And you mentioned to me earlier being blessed in order to host those cacao ceremonies. And you're now even bringing that into your self-loving practices. So did you want to speak a bit more about that? Because I know you're also passionate about cacao. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So... I'm doing sound and cacao
1: ceremonies, which is a, an amazing, and amazing combination because they both have really similar benefits and bringing them together has been really powerful because they help our mind, our body and our essence. Both, both cacao and sound, doing the same thing, the calming of the body, increasing our self-awareness, that connection to the divine, the connection to the earth, and building the wisdom in our heart. So super powerful. I've gone through some really intense training recently to facilitate cacao ceremonies. So in order to hold ceremony, especially now because a lot of people are saying that they're doing ceremonies, uh, I have a native teacher and they have had to give me permission To be able to hold ceremonies, so the information that's been passed on through me, passed on to me, has come through like hundreds of years of lineages of lessons and teachings that have been passed on to my teacher, and then they've had permission to be able to teach and pass the information on to me. So it's really powerful. It's very, very sacred. I feel very honoured and sacred. Yes, that's a key word. It's very sacred to have an indigenous native teacher is very powerful. It's also hardcore. There's <laughs> a very formal process to it. And it's definitely not for the faint hearted, but being able to push through like that fear barrier, being able to work on my own stuff and the energetics behind circle and ceremony.
0: It's very, yeah, very special. So special. And like these indigenous lineages, they're shamans of that mm. line. Yeah. Yeah. Down yeah. through
1: the original cacao people.
0: Yeah. No, nah, that's so, yeah. so Powerful amazing.
1: healing medicine.
0: Yeah. So good. And also Ash and I spoke right before COVID kind of went into this intense thing. We caught up and we were laughing, thinking it would be over in like a month. Right. <laughs> and Ash was going to purchase this business. I was planning to set up online and travel, like everything we actually talked about probably this time last year or a little even earlier than that has completely changed. And we wanted to put together a surrender meditation series. (laughs) And we had a really specific conversation as we're walking Albert Park And you said to me, and I will never forget it. You were like, okay, Steph, if we're going to make these surrender series, you do know the universe is going to test us on really surrendering. And sure enough, life happened. It shook us both up. We both went into hermit mode and had to, we both stopped energy healing, both of us. We mutually were like, whoa, I've got a lot to process and clear myself. And I I do actually feel like surrender, if I was to encapsulate everything that happened, was the process that I had to master and be able to almost make a step-by-step process, not just to share, but for me in future of when life does shake me up again, how to best process it moving forward. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It, life definitely flipped on its head, didn't it? You're just like casual walk. or like, let's do all these awesome things and boom. Yeah. Hardcore healing. And hardcore. I think that's really important point to make as well. Like no matter what part of your journey you're on, there's always
0: going to be an opportunity to heal. Always. And I always be the student. (laughs) Yes. And And I, I think that's so cool. Growth. Yeah. It's so good that we can share that though as well, like being energy healers, I know like we all we've also talked a lot about imposter syndrome and like showing up and mm-hmm. you know our medicine that we do like yours is sound I do a bit of sound in my miracle sessions I mix up mine up with like kinesiology reiki and massage and all of that in my mm-hmm. own way again like you I channel through feeling and I play I've got all my toys and get really <laughs> it's like a playground for me but going back to this whole imposter syndrome and showing up when we need to heal. I found the more deep I go on this journey, the more I question when things do come up to heal. I can easily forget my ego forgets that I'm a human life is our school. I'm the student. Like I even, it doesn't matter how much I know, I'll always be the student. So when I am humbled by life shaking me up and I do need to process and I do need to put healing on the back, healing others on the back burner. So I can sh- be my best self and show up. I, yeah, that's been a huge lesson this year as well, because I'm like, but I've done all the inner work. Like, what do you mean? There's more but like, <laughs> well, wow, Steph, the world shut down and you didn't see this coming. So, um, do you want to share more about like how you now with everything that, you know, like what are your like go-to self-healing practices? If you're going to set up a little just a circle or self love space where you can process whatever's going on in your life.
1: Yeah. Well, to touch on your point, it's change, isn't it? Change and things being out of your control. That's that's a lesson that so many people have had to learn, and that's been really tough for so tough. a lot of the world. I mean, yeah, yeah we're all going surrender. Through it, surrender. <laughs> yes, trust. Fear, my biggest one's fear. The fear that comes up can be so overwhelming sometimes. So my practices and what I put in place, I am very consistent with having healings and sessions with my own spiritual teachers. Like I'm very disciplined with that to the point where for a good six months, I was doing Sunday morning, 6am sessions with my teacher in Hawaii. So (laughs) that's a
0: lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot through winter in Melbourne as well. Getting up. Yeah, no, it is. That is actually the best advice ever because I'm the same. I was like, Mm -hmm. I was calling my kinesiologist. Sometimes I was going weekly, then fortnight, like I just called her and I was like, you need to see me fit me in and do some amazing healing because we can't do it all ourselves. Even if we're healing other, like we can't, Mm. there's so much emotion. And you know, when you add the components of like past life trauma as well, like from a soul Mm. perspective, but also Mm. epigenetic past generational trauma in our bodysuit. like there is so much emotion that, is outside of our own scope or lifetime that still needs to move and shift and that's been triggered by this pandemic. So yeah. change, yeah. And losing yeah, control. I, totally. And being
1: able, well, yeah, my biggest one is being consistent and getting support because support's so important and having a human experience can be really bloody tough, no matter what what you're up to in life and where you're at. Getting support from people who know more or can see more, have more awareness of where you're at because you can fog and cloud your own way of seeing yourself, can get very much in the way. Um, More things that I do, I guess, on a day-to-day basis is making sure that I'm using the sound for myself, using sound healing Mm -hmm. to stay in my body, to be grounded that's important. Instead, like the mind can be really busy. Again, everyone can relate that like monkey mind, that chatter, that little voice in your head that can just go off in little tangents. When you have a practice that brings you back to ground you and to center you, things become so much more clear. There's more ease. It's more energy as well. You're not so depleted. And boundaries, actually, we are talking about that before as well, yes. being empath and being sensitive. So having different and there's plenty of different practices, it's probably a whole other podcast, on how to protect your energy and mm. cleanse yourself if you are picking up. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: do you want to, how, how do you cleanse yourself? Like what do you go to to cleanse your, and make sure that you're not taking on more than you need
1: to? Mm. Constantly checking in with how I'm feeling, what's going on for me. I do have practices that I've been taught from my teachers to be able to cleanse energy, but simple things that I've always put in place, like having a shower, like water is so cleansing smudging with like palo santo or sage when i used to work as a social worker i was around like lots of really complex energy i would come home and change my clothes so for people that are in like busy work environments that's a really good one like as soon as you come home take off your work clothes because then it will help actually let go of
0: some of that Mm, and showering and then yeah palo santo I do the same and getting outside oh there's I mean there's so many different things there's so many things things. I always before my clients I just like imagine myself like I'll cleanse all like I do like a energy dust off like I'll shake Mm. off all the energy that I feel is like a negative vibe and I'll like say like a little prayer, like whatever isn't mine, go away, whatever it is, can stay, but only mm. for the greatest good or only for the greatest yeah. good can stay, whatever. And I'll yeah. say like something, but I'll zip myself up in like this, almost like a light sleeping bag. Like it's made of like light and golden sleeping bag and I zip it up. So like nothing <laughs> can come in. It's like my protective bubble. My kinesiologist <laughs> taught me all these like weird things, but they yeah, actually work.
1: similar. Yeah.
0: yeah, they do. I've <laughs> taught my clients, even those,
1: like you said, like the sleeping bag, sometimes when they've really needed it, I'm like, even just imagine like perspex, like something really like thick in like a bubble. Yeah.
0: Like a, yeah, like a really thick bubble where no nothing can get in. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And then making sure like you zip yourself out of it and shower like afterwards. Mm. Like you said, water is the most underestimated cleansing tool. I feel like Mm. just emerging yourself in a bottle of a body of water is huge. And I think the more you understand energy and frequency and everything we've talked about, the more important it is to know what is a real trigger and what isn't because boundaries, like you said, it it is like a whole other topic for another podcast, but (laughs) boundaries like is knowing what triggers you. So then you can Mm. articulate what you need to not be triggered, right? But so many things trigger us and it's impossible to know all of them because a lot of the time every conversation we have with someone is a new education to a new layer of who we are and they Mm. might trigger a new thing. So we either become aware of a trigger that is our responsibility to remove or our responsibility to articulate to that person to try and avoid, whether it be their communication and a word they've said or an action they've done. But then we also have energetic boundaries as an energy healer and making sure we cut cords with, you know, all these people we know that we might heal in our sleep after a session accidentally. Like you learn so much about it being in this field. But, yeah, no, you've just made me go on a whole tangent. (laughs) So so many, like there's so many things I'm like yes yes yeah like it's <laughs> all it's, of that it's all of that and it's really cool connecting with you and like hearing and even seeing how you heal and how you show up and what you're doing uh, especially in these like crazy times because I feel that energy healing is the rise of the feminine in a sense of what's they talking about in this spiritual community because it's people are starting to understand it's not actually woo-woo, it's who we are on a cellular level. And the more you can get this assistance, like, you know, we go see our healers and the more that is spread, I feel the more needed we are and the more Mm. demand we're going to build for ourselves. Like I think the next 10 years, like energy healing is going to (laughs) boom.
1: Oh, and hopefully become more of the norm. Like when I was first seeing energy healers, I mean, I had my first Reiki experience when I was like 11, but it was always very like woo-woo and very like, oh, don't tell that person that that's what we did. And now I'm like, hello world, this is me. Like, wow, (laughs) isn't it so?
0: Yeah, it's like all the taboo and being judged. That's so cool that you went at 11 though. Like even my family now think I'm the weirdest person ever. They're like, I don't know how you're going to make money doing what you're doing. They're like- (laughs) When I open my miracle room, they're like, "Oh, I wouldn't do energy healing. Like maybe get into that later." And I was like, "Are you kidding? That's what I want my signature treatment to be. It's the most fun. It's my playground." Mm -hmm. And as soon as I Uh, do it, yeah. yeah, how things have changed. And sometimes people have
1: that judgment before they've even experienced it. Yeah, and even people that say like, "Oh, I can't meditate," or it's not for me. Like we're all spiritual beings. Like we all have a soul. We all feel things. So you can't say that you can't say, Oh, I'm not spiritual or, or that's not my thing. If If you go and experience it, even if you're a non-believer, they're my favorite clients, by oh the way. Oh my God, me
0: too. <laughs> yes. my oh my God. Tell stories. I want to know.
1: Tell me it all. Oh, I've had like older men in their 60s like my wife's booked me in. I don't know what this is about. Or a doctor came to visit me once and was like, I want to know what this energy healing
0: I had that is. last week and he had a full blown panic attack on the table where his body was like shaking oh. when I got to like the crown chakra. And I was like, with the sound ball, like I was, I was doing the frequency of the crown chakra and he's like chest, like his arms are shaking and he started panicking Mm. and I had to hold his hand and he's like, what was that? And I said, you know, a lot of people come here when they've got a lot of grief or heartbreak that they can't sit Mm. with. He's like, that was really special.
1: Yeah. And that's a normal thing to feel. Mm. Yeah. And I love it when they're like, just mind blown of like, whoa, that was amazing. Or, oh, I feel relaxed or like. A big thing that people say is like, I feel lighter. Like this, like like weight has been lifted. I'm like, yes. I wanted to swear then.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, no, you can. I always <laughs> I'm do. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. It's worked. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is because it's almost like proving people wrong when they think you woo woo. But what what are the typical stories people come to you with that you do heal when you do sound mm-hmm. healing?
1: Yeah, so again, because I combine so many different modalities, like a another big element of what I do is like the talk therapy because I do have that background in social work and have had like training and counselling. So people come in and we can verbally unpack what's going on, anxiety, stress, having really like toxic relationships with themselves, like mm-hmm. so much like loathing, feeling just really out of sorts and just awful, lost, lacking direction. So we spend time unpacking that and then, then and you were saying it before with like the, um, like it does serve, serve a purpose, like having the talk therapy, but it's really important to then do the body work. Mm-hmm. So after talking about it, then lying on the bed and, or if it's online, then having them lie down. And then doing the energy work through the body so a lot of that heaviness can shift, feel more balanced, let go, let go of that that stagnant energy and help with self-awareness and boosting clarity and confidence and self-esteem. Like it's amazing the changes that can happen in a short period of time.
0: So cool. And how long do your sessions usually go for when you do a sound healing?
1: So one hour if you want like the energy work, but then I do like private sound and cacao ceremonies, which are epic. So one-on-one. So when doing like the talking component having my client drink cacao. So then everything they're saying is coming from the heart. And even they get surprised of like, why is this coming out? And I'm saying this in a different way. It's like, because you're actually connected to your body. So what you're saying has more like truth and emphasis to it. Yeah. Like even those shadow parts can come up and then doing the sound and energy work alongside the cacao. So it's like next,
0: next next level. level. No, that's so beautiful. And also for people listening, when you book in with a healer, depending on like the vibe, like if you're called to book in with Ash after this, for example, when you energetically pay her, you are unconsciously setting an intention Mm. because it's called to you to go to her. You don't have to consciously understand what that intention is, but in transferring that money, showing up with you in person, your body will take over because the space that you hold, Ash, when you're sitting there, you also come at them with a healing intention. And it's just, yeah, the most amazing, profound, conversations happen because I'm the same as well. Like I do mindset coaching and talk therapy is a huge component. And a lot of the time, like what makes my massage modality so unique to me is I'll touch parts in the body and I'll intuit. I'm like, what happened when you were seven? I was like, you were on a tractor. And they're like, Oh yeah, my dad almost like he ran over my leg and it almost had to amputate my leg. And I was like, yeah, there's anger there. And they're like, yeah, dad should have. And then they start, you know, telling you about all that stuff. And, but as they talk about it and I'm touching it in their body, you, and then the muscle spasms and it releases, you feel it move. It's amazing. There's so many different ways to go about healing. And Mm -hmm. whether it be sound healing, massage, kinesiology, whatever it is, talk therapies, it can be a, a huge, significant part of it. But in paying you to like hold space, there's a reason you're called to go to a healer, even if we don't consciously understand. And as it comes up, I think it shocks us when we're, because we've made that investment. It's like the universe will be like, here it is. Yes. Here's surprise. Oh, is the surprise. this
1: You know, the healing starts as soon as you book in and I love it. This happens to me all the time. I can't tell you how many times a week this occurs when someone books in a new appointment. And we start talking, and they start crying, and they say, I don't know why I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> and it so happens good. all the time. It's like because you are finally letting go, you're surrendering. Yeah. Surrender. There we go. Keyword. Yeah. But having a space where you're seen, you're heard, you're energetically held. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to make sense
0: in your logical mind, but your yeah. body knows. It does. And even like money is energy as well. Like when you transfer your money to an energy healer, you're not paying the energy healer as such you're paying the universe to connect you with who, who you need right now for the next part of your journey. Like there's so much more magic involved in healing because it's almost like a self, it is a self investment. You're putting the money out there to be like, this will help me because I feel called to it. And then you, I, I, even me as a healer I always get so surprised when I pay different healers what comes up I'm like whoa mm. I didn't know this investment was...
1: in yourself yeah
0: investing in yourself like that is powerful <laughs> That yes. is like ultimate self-love and care ultimate self-love definitely and I feel like that isn't really you know there's heaps of self-love gurus out there that probably don't really pay healers. And they're not at that level yet where it's like, no, we get healing all the time. If anything, we need it more than other people because we're (laughs) healing all the time. No, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. I hope you get so many people work with you after this and actually gain an appreciation for sound and cacao. I definitely want to book in a cacao and sound healing with you. That's so so overdue. Yes. (laughs) No, but did you have anything else you wanted to share with anyone? Like have we covered all that you do, a bit of your journey? Let me know if I missed anything. Oh, what haven't
1: we, what haven't we covered? Oh, well, I did tell a bit of my story, but I guess it was like if only like 2018 when I actually started like being out in the world. That's kind of when I came out of the closet,
0: as yeah. you could say. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm a spiritual crazy yeah this hello world this is me Mm
1: -hmm. step into that yeah but I'm just really grateful for this time hang out with you it's been a
0: while since we caught up it's been nice to just talk life I know you talk life catch catch up up, talk about spirituality Mm -hmm. and like Yeah. I, I feel like we're going to create some magical things in future together. I sent you that there was this amazing outdoor sound healing reel that I found and there were like six sound healers set up in like this circle and everyone was outside with blankets. I sent it to Mm -hmm. Ash and I was like, Oh my God, can we please like organize an event like this? but it would be, Do yeah. That. Lots of ideas. So many ideas, cacao, all of it, all the self-love vibes, mm. but I've really appreciated you having you on and yeah, I just, I'm excited to hear how many people work with you after this episode.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me on the socials under ash bell official so i've kept my name as my healing name because of the well some people think it's a stage name but like my last name's bell and i'm a sound healer like that's pretty fitting of my life purpose it's <laughs> <That's> so cool <laughs> yeah and like the representation of bell is like new beginnings and used in rituals and spiritual practices and also ash is like the life cycles of life and death and the phoenix rising from the ashes. So it's really cool to You were born to that, be I was born you. to be here.
0: Yeah. to find me. Yeah. Ash Bell, <laughs> easy Ash Bell to find. official <laughs> easy to find on the internet. <laughs> so good. No, I'll pop that all in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Thank You Podcast. I hope you feel magic. I hope you feel inspired. And I hope you feel a stronger sense of self. My goal is to connect with each and every one of you. So if this episode resonated, please let me know by messaging me directly over Instagram. I don't care so much for public recognition or reviews. I want to know you and I want to know your story. Your soul is expanding and the power of who you really are is cracking wide open. I'm so excited to see your journey unfold. This is just the beginning.